This is the Bender Six Pod with your hosts, Joey Kanji and Matthew Spaniolo. So welcome to the first installment of the Bender Six Podcast, where a bunch of disgruntled Toronto sports fans and hopefully some... Uh, hopefully they're not disgruntled for long, but we're very disgruntled. But before we dive into our our talk, uh, a little bit of a background about our show. Uh, my name is Matthew Spaniolo. Uh, you can catch me uh, on the Takes from the Nosebleeds podcast. A shout out to that podcast with our buddies, our good buddies Cole and uh, Luke. So we, um, me and Joey, branched out and made our own little show. Uh, basically to talk about all things Toronto because we're the center of the universe and that's all that's all you know you don't need you don't need any other explanations just we're you know Toronto matters no one else does but that's it so I'm gonna throw it to Joey and Joey can introduce himself state his grievances tell us why we're here for our therapy session okay so yeah I'm Joey Kanji I'm also one of the one of the four hosts on uh, takes from the nosebleeds and yet, we found that Matthew and I were talking a lot about Toronto sports on the on that podcast, and I don't know how many people care about that, considering that some people might be listening in the U.S. or whatever. So yeah, we decided to start our own show, and we can just talk about Toronto, which is the center of the universe, as Matthew said, and literally no other city matters. So uh, so uh, let's. Yeah, so don't uh, don't uh, come at us. But uh, before we we hype up our uh, hype up slash tear our favorite sports teams to shreds, uh, we're gonna go ahead and plug our Twitter real quick. So if you guys are gonna go ahead and give us a follow, we have our own Twitter at the Bender Six Pod on Twitter. Uh, our own person, myself and Joey's personal Twitters are also in there. If you want to go ahead and give us a follow, that'd be great. Uh, and interact with us because we need friends. Like, you know, we can't, uh, you know, we, we can't have that many Toronto fans in our, in our pool. We're all, we're all connected. We're all, we're all here for a specific cause, which I guess we'll, we'll dive into. And that is, I don't even, do, do we even need to call them an NHL team after last night? Like, should we even call them that? Like, they're basically an OHL team. Like, even, even less. Anyway, Matthew, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you start on this because I can't even get my thoughts together. Okay. I don't oh, even know. Oh, like. Perfect, perfect. Okay. So, for those of you who don't know, the Toronto Maple Leafs are a hockey team based in Toronto. Or at least legally they are. Uh, the rights are in Toronto. They play at the Scotiabank Arena. Uh, and last night, if you purchased a ticket to the Toronto Maple Leafs game against the Carolina Hurricanes who are a very nice NHL team. I'd love to work for them. They, they seem like a fun, fun group of people. Um, they decided, you know what? We played so good Thursday night, Saturday, taking the night off. These group of people, this hockey team reminds me of a college student. You know why they remind me of a college student? It's because they start the season out caring so much, or... Let me rephrase that. They started the season out not giving much of a shit at all. Then, around midterm season, they're like, oh, man, we really got to get get it together. You know, we're, we're kind of faltering a little bit. And then they decided to turn on the Jets and uh, 
and yeah, they started to play really good. And then January hit. January, of course, is reading week. And they're like, okay, we'll go ahead and take our week off. You know, we get some days off, get a break. No more banging and crashing and no more media. But then they come back and they are slow to get into the feel of things. And last night was no better example. So let, let me just throw that out, this out there. Nine times out of ten, who do you guys think would win an NHL game? Would you say that a goaltender who makes $5 million and has played over 350 NHL games would most likely win over a 42-year-old backup goaltender, or not even a backup goaltender, a 42-year-old equipment manager that plays or that helps your team who has not played professional hockey in over five years and somehow has better numbers than the opposing goalie. I don't I don't know what else to say. Like if you if anybody goes on Twitter and goes on Leafs Twitter, everyone's dying. And here here's a perfect tweet that I just have uh, pulling up by uh, Lucas Weiss, who is a play-by-play broadcaster for Rogers TV. Also, and here's what he wrote: The Leafs have not won a cup since 1967. Have not won a playoff series since 2004. Lost three game sevens to the Bruins in the last decade, and lost to a goalie who is a Zamboni driver. Why are we fans, Joey? Why do we do this to ourselves? Why? Like I'm, I'm, on, I'm honestly, I don't know why. I've been asking myself that question all, all season long. Like not even all season long since I, I was like. <laughs> I've been asking that question for as long as I can remember. I don't know why. You know, something that's funny that I do is like, is like you know, like in like European soccer, in most of the leagues, there's like two teams that just win every year, and then there's fans of the other teams who like have literally never won in their hundred years existence, and they still have fans. It's funny because I look at those and be like, wow, how are those people fans of those teams? But then I remind myself that I'm a Leafs fan, and then like, like why, why is anybody? Over the age of, or sorry, why is anybody under the age of 50 fans of this team? <laughs> Honest to God, like, you know, I like, look, I, this is how much this team has broken the fan base because no one really knows what to say anymore. Because we have heard every excuse that there is in the book. We have heard injuries, we have heard its inconsistencies, we have heard it's the coach, it's the GM, it's this, it's that, whatever. Do you know what the best memory I have of the Toronto Maple Leafs is, because growing up as a kid in the greater Toronto area, who no one outside of Toronto will get that, um, you know, there was there was the Leafs who, throughout my childhood, basically everyone said that they sucked, and I just went along with it, because I'm like, oh, okay, Leafs are suck, it's cool to say that they suck, whatever. But it wasn't until I was 15 years old where I literally sat down and watched the 14-15 Leafs, which, if everyone remembers that season, was the worst season to ever be a Leaf fan. Because it was the old regime, it was they fired Randy Carlisle. Peter Horchuk. Yeah, they won, like, what, seven games? Like, Under that's him. embarrassing. Yeah. They, I remember specifically, 
It was the last game of the season. And I remember Don Cherry ripping them to shreds. And I remember them losing to the Habs in the shootout because why not? And they literally got booed off of home ice. When a team gets booed on home soil, doesn't matter if it's the Leafs or any other team, that's bad. Like, from an ownership perspective, that's bad. Mm -hmm. But you know what's embarrassing? This team is going to make money despite itself. This team is going to continue to make money because, A, we're idiots and we don't know what else to do with our time, and, B, they're just going to go out and win two or three games and get our optimism up again. Our optimism meter is going to go at a 10, and then they're going to lose one, and then it's going to go down to, like, a 2. Like how our optimism was after Thursday. They played probably the best game I've ever seen. Like this team play in the last like Malkin and Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Shut them out. Play their most complete game I've ever seen them play. And they're like, oh, maybe things are about to change. And then they go and lose to a 42-year-old Zamboni driver playing goalie. I'll say this, and I've said this before to my friends and uh, and just in general. If you are a Leaf fan and you are out there looking for a girlfriend, do not fear rejection, okay? Because you look at this team and you can say, hey, I feel like I could do better than that team. I feel like I could literally get cheated on, ghosted on, yelled at, whatever, and I would still be in a better mood than watching this hockey team. I'm going to pose that question. Would you rather be ghosted by your crush, or would you rather watch this hockey team? Like, I literally, I don't, I can't even bother. And looking at this team, like, they did this the day, or sorry, two days before the trade deadline. Two days before everyone was saying, oh, just wait till we get our right-hand shock defenseman. Who are you going to get? They don't deserve it. They don't deserve, they they don't don't deserve deserve any help. Exactly. They don't deserve anything. They are literally just a shell of thing themselves. The thing is, though, uh, like, like, I literally can't even I just, wrap my head around this. The thing is, if I knew, it would be so much easier if you just knew what was what was up with them. But you just have no idea. Because, like, usually when, like, a team plays like this, you look at the star players and the big money players. But... All of them have been... Austin Matthews is playing the best hockey of his career. John Tavares is on a tear. William Nylander is having a career year. The only one you could think of who's not playing up to up to his potential is uh, is Mitch Marner. So it's like, okay, it's mostly not... The star player is not stepping up. What's next? You go down the line. Coaching? No, it's not coaching. It's execution. I think it's just execution. And Anderson's just been bad... Like it's it's he's, he's what been it immune is immune from criticism his whole life, but but like what, yeah, what it is hasn't in my been honest, good enough. What it is in my honest opinion, this team's not mature enough. This team is not mature enough, which is hilarious because they're supposed to have leaders on this team. And I'm gonna say this with the most respect in my voice. I don't think that Mitch Marner deserves an A, and I don't think that Austin Matthews deserves an A. I think. In my honest opinion, here the A's should go to Jake Muzzin because they need to extend him, and they most likely will. From what we hear, apparently there's something agreed upon. Yeah, there's some. There's like a hand, there's a handshake deal. Yeah, it's a handshake deal. We don't know. 
Um, it should go to Jake Muzzin. It should go to Zach Hyman. And it should go to Morgan Riley when he's healthy. Those should be the three alternate captains. Because I doubt they're stripping Tavares at the seat. Because, I'm going to be honest, he was one of the only ones that tried last night. Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. No, I, Tavares is the... No, Yeah, I agree with you there. Like Jake Muzzin, I think, has a huge voice in the locker room. I think the only reason why Muzzin didn't get in A is because they were uncertain of, of his future with the team at the time. But, like, in, if you have this four-year extension agreed upon, take it away from... From from Marner or Matthews, I think I, I don't think you take it away from Matthews just because of like who he is and stuff, and you want to keep him happy, obviously. But yeah, but I think like what really like what I think this could definitely do is do you remember when do you remember 2014 when the Sharks basically shat the bed with that 3-0 lead and then the Kings went on to win the Stanley Cup? Yeah, they literally said, you know what? Screw Joe Thornton, you're not getting the captaincy. Like, they stripped Joe Thornton of the captaincy, yeah. and, I think they, and they gave it to, I think, Pavelski. Like, if you need that big of a shakeup, and, like, what was really funny was two years after that, they went to the Stanley Cup final. Sometimes you need a big shakeup to make things go smoother. And, like, I'm not, like, this team has done that big shakeup, which is, which is boggling me. Like, you look at everywhere else. Okay, the Raptors had the Kawhi trade. That was huge, and they got them a championship. Regardless of that, like looking at the rest of their their lineup and whatnot, the Leafs should be. And I'm not trying to sound like a biased fan or whatever. This team should literally, instead of 72 points, they should at least at least have 75. But they don't. They don't even have. Do you know who has more points than the Leafs? Both wildcards. Are you going to say Columbus? Yeah, Columbus, Carolina, and the Islanders. Two of those teams are in a playoff spot. One of them is not. Do you know who else is catching up to the Leafs in points? The Rangers are two points back of the Leafs. The Panthers are also two points back of the Leafs. The Sabres have 66 points. If they continue their pace, they could be buyers tomorrow if they chose to. That is how bad this team is. And you want to know something even funnier? It's hilarious because they have more points than the Oilers. And the Oilers are pretty decent. And like it's The Oilers pretty- I've heard nothing but good things about from the media. They've been, like, having a very good year. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, the Oilers have Connor McDavid. Yeah, they have Drysaddle. This, this, yeah, that's that, a whatever. Che- that's a cheat code, but... It's a cheat code, yeah. But you know what else they have? They have a different dynamic. The room is different. Dave Tippett has made the room different. And I know sometimes you need that change of scenery. I don't know what it was. I don't know if they didn't like playing for Todd McClellan. I don't know if they didn't like playing for Ken Hitchcock. But they they got the shakeup that they needed. And it's almost like the Leafs are, you know, at a point where they're like, you know what, maybe we don't want to go to the playoffs. Like, maybe they just don't want to go to the playoffs. Maybe they're like, you know what, we tried this thing three years in a row. It isn't for us. We're not ready yet. We need to miss the playoffs. And we need to build this team differently. I know it's a really stupid take, but, like, what else is it? Like, it's in the room. It's got to be in the room. It's not Sheldon Keefe, and it 
definitely not Kyle Dubas. If you were to tell me in the offseason that Kyle Dubas built this team as it is right now, I would have said this team would have gotten 100 points again. This team is on pace for, like, I think, like, what, not, like, 93? Yeah. Like, not even that. And that's the scary part. And this team has, like, what, six, they played 63, so they have, like, about, you know, less than 20 games left. Yeah. They need to get their act together. And what's really, what's really hilarious, if you look at the team as a whole, they are second in the NHL in goals four. Literally one behind Tampa. And you know where they are in goals against? They are Probably tied. Like... Actually, no, they are not tied. They are, th- actually, no, yeah, they are tied, sorry. They are tied for the third worst against with the Devils. The Devils are Leafs, bad. The Leafs have 72 points. The Devils, 58 one is 14th in the league, one is 26th. Tell, tell me which one is better. And you want to know something even better? I touched on this on the, uh, on the la- one of the Nosebleeds episodes, which, by the way, you should listen to them. They're very good. Um, but the Panthers are literally the Leafs, but slightly better. Because they're, like, literally. They have, the Pan- uh, they have the Panthers, they two games in hand? Yeah, they have two games in hand, number one. Number two, they're fourth in the they're fourth in the league in goals per game, ninth in the league in the power play, twenty third on the penalty kill, and thirtieth in goals against. Which, good God, thirtieth, and they're contending for a playoff spot. Imagine if they how. had decent goaltending from Bobrovsky. They would, I had a, I had a dream. They'd be so far ahead of us. I had a dream, in all honesty, that somehow the Panthers decided to trade for Robin Leonard, and they somehow got the deal to go through. If they got Robin Leonard, the Leafs are screwed. But oh, again, they're, they're going, kiss the playoffs but then, going, but then, like, going to the Leafs, again, second in goals per game, third on the power play, 27th in goals per, against, and 26th on the power play. The only thing that the Leafs are better than the Panthers in is that they have slightly better goaltending because Freddie Anderson was good. Which, I'm going to be honest, I love Freddie Anderson. I think the trade was great, but, like, there's nothing, like, He's cooked. Like, do you remember Ed Belfour? Like, yeah, you remember yeah. when the Leafs got Ed Belfour and, like, they were good, but they weren't good enough. And, you know, they were doing, they were making the playoffs, but they weren't, you know, really, you know, going far in the postseason. That's what yeah. Freddie Anderson is. And I know the Leafs have, like, other, like, Jack Campbell's been great. And he, he, the best is, I think, like, he, has been like the accountability guy like just taking all the heat and i'm just like dude no like you're not the problem like why are you doing this i just think he it happens to every goalie every year is having a rough a rough couple weeks but like it's just coming at like a terrible time (laughs) yeah exactly and what's really funny is that like i was on like for those of you who follow leaf twitter um Someone, I forget who it was, but someone who I follow was sharing Freddie Anderson's numbers the whole entire season. Aside from November, he's had a save percentage below league average, which league average is about 9.05. He's had like 9.02, 9.01, 9.03, and ever since he got hurt, I think, he's got an 8.80, which is... And like an 8.80 or something. Yeah, it's an 8.80, which is horrible. And 
I love hearing people saying, oh, the Leafs are going to go and make a trade with the Canucks to go give them Tyson Berry. What are you going to get back? Seriously, what are you going to get back? Troy Stetcher? They're not giving up Troy Stetcher. Like, that, that, would, that would make too much sense. You know, like, what are you, what, what are you really going to get? Like, do you think you're going to get someone good? I don't see the fit there for Tyson Berry at yeah. all. Like, okay, you're going to have what? Edler Myers, like... Hughes, Tanev, and then, like, Jordy Ben with, with Tyson Berry. Like, I don't get it. And what's really funny is if you look at Troy Stetcher's numbers, he's pretty, like, he's okay, and I'm sure he would be better in his own zone, and he's cheaper than Barry slightly. But, like, do you really need to go and trade? Like, okay, trade Barry. But, like, what, like, I don't know what this team can get back. This team, ever since, like, the... Excuse me. Ever since the Campbell deal, they've gotten nothing. They're making minor league trades. You make minor league trades in the like wee hours of the summer in the off season. You don't mm-hmm. do them literally a day before the trade deadline and a week before the trade deadline. And what's funny is that like okay, the Morgan deal I heard was good, but like. Like, last night, making a trade with Nashville to get rid of Ben Harper? Why? Like, yeah, I don't know. I just think, like, that has something to do with the Marlies because I don't know if you've seen, the Marlies have been horrible this season. Like, yeah, they've been, they've been pretty bad. Like, I don't ever know since... if he just wanted to help out the Marlies a little bit at all, because that was just a minor league deal. You know what Kyle Dubas was probably thinking last night whenever he, like, when they showed that shot of him just walking out? He's probably thinking, why did I leave Sault Ste. Marie? Like did, did he's it, probably did, dead. Did a good gig there. Yeah, he was like, you know what? Like, I grew up in in Sault Ste. Marie. I was with the Sioux Greyhounds. I was integrated into this. Like, he probably took the job, and he's like, I want a challenge. Then he's been here for like what? He's actually been here for almost like, half a decade. Five years. Yeah. He came. He was hired in 2014 as like one of the guys to like basically like shadow and get a paycheck, which is a pretty sweet gig. But then he was like, assistant he was, GM. Yeah, he was he was designed to be the GM of the future. He was mm-hmm. under Lou Lamorell. He was under Brandon Shanahan, and I think he wants to do things. And the moves that he's made, like they should work. Like okay, the Barry deal worked for like what two months, and now everyone's like, okay, get rid of this guy. In in hindsight, that's like you know what they say, hindsight's twenty twenty. In hindsight, that was a great deal. It is. And you know, like, okay. I'm so yeah. sorry. In hindsight, it's a bad deal. But like when it first happened, you're like, damn, this is a very good good deal. Like, yeah. I remember like the, seeing that trade, and I thought I thought that was a trade that was going to put us over the top. I honestly didn't expect Barry to be moved because I was like, okay, they're gonna go ahead and and keep him because he's you know he's a guy like he's a guy that can help them, and they and they were close to going to the Cup final that year. And I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, but it's true. But, like, I don't understand it. Like, I don't understand, like, like at the time I was like, okay, this, this makes sense. And, but, like, I don't know. Like, what do you th- like, what do you think about it? Um, sorry, what do I think about what? Like, the, like, when you first saw the Barry trade, like, I didn't, like, I was watching highlights and I was like, man, this guy looks like he's going to be a good player. And he's had spurts, but, like, I don't know if he's just like 
Like, I don't know what was wrong with him. Like, I, I was don't... like, like I, I remember I was working as a Canada Day, and I was at work, and I look on my phone, and my phone just blowing up, and I just see, Leafs trade Nazem Kadri for uh, Tyson Berry. At first, I saw Nazem Kadri's name, and I was just like, oh, not my boy Naz. Then I saw we got Tyson Berry back, and especially at the time, well, even now, it's been the need for like three years. A right-handed defenseman was like the thing we needed. So I saw that deal, and I was like, okay, we took from an area of strength and depth to help out an area of need. So I'm like, okay, that's that's a smart thing to do. And then, like, I was looking at Tyson Berry's numbers and all that, and, like, I always knew Tyson Berry is, like, a very solid defenseman and all that. So just from, like, there, I was like, oh, shit, this could be the this could be the deal that helps put us over. Like, I, like this is definitely a year for us to legitimately contend. And then, pfft, like, yeah, <laughs> like that's, the season that's started. Yeah, that's the best like, way to describe it. And, like, I know, like, I don't know if it's, like, I, you can have so much faith. You can only have so much faith in something for so long until you're like, okay, I have to do something. Like, if you're, like, for example, if you are, I'm trying to think of, like, a good analogy for this. Say in, I'm trying to think of, like, another sport. Okay, say in baseball. Say you have a top pitching prospect. And say he's on, you know, he's on the top 50 charts. He's going to be a really good pitcher. And then you develop him, bring him to Major League, and he stinks. It's like, okay, you know, maybe he's just struggling a little bit. Then he continues mm-hmm. to stink, and you're like, depending on where your your team is going, you're like, okay, what do I do? Do I try and salvage this, or do I just say, hey, we lost the trade? And I don't think, like, Dubas is having so much faith in this team, which, like, God love him, man. Like, I know you're so proud that you went out, you made the deals that you did, you, tr- you addressed... He addressed every single need that this team did. Right-hand shot defenseman, boom, he got it. You know, backup goalie, took him a little longer, but boom, he got it. Um, you know, a little bit of a guy that can throw his body Frank around. Clifford. Yeah, exactly, boom, got it. Like, what else does he need to do? It's, the po- it's on the players now. You know, you could fire a coach. It's on the players at this point. Exactly. You could fire a coach, and it will light a fire under their ass, which it did. But, like, it's almost like they're just like, nah, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, it's almost like they get a new job, or, like, they get moved to a new division, and they're like, oh, wow, this is really exciting. But then it starts to get stale, and they're just like, okay, I want to get moved elsewhere now. Oh, like, I don't. Like, I don't, it just looks like... Like, I thought they started okay in the game last night against the Hurricanes. And then all of a sudden, they were down, and then they just gave up. They just said, oh, well, that's it. See you later. We're done here. It's like they, like what everyone says, everyone's been saying, they fold under under pressure. They they just don't know how to, how to handle it after that. It's like, what I'm thinking about right here is it's like basically, you know, like, I'm sure everyone's this. Like everyone has test anxiety, right? It's like yeah. you're going to sit down to write an exam, and you you think you're doing really, really well, but then you second guess yourself, and you're like, "Oh shit, I should probably do this instead." And then you go and you write it, and then you get it back, and oh, it's the wrong answer. And you're like, "I should have done that before." It's like, yeah, you should have, but you can't rely on you know the hypotheticals 
or the possibilities. You have to go ahead and just, you know, make the change. And I know it's hard because at the end of the day, these guys are people. And sometimes it takes a long time for people to change. And sometimes people don't change. It's one of the reasons why Mike Babcock got fired. It's one of the reasons why Dwayne Casey got fired. They just couldn't adapt and change. This team has potential to change. Look, like, looking at their team, they have three guys that have over 50 points. They have three guys that are pushing to be 30 goal scorers in Tavares, Matthews, and, and Nylander. Like, I don't understand where you have all of these guys and it's just like, okay, underachieve. It's almost like I'm watching the Cowboys. Like I said, it's funny, though, because, like, those players you just mentioned, they're not underachieving. They're playing exactly how everyone is expecting them to be playing. <laughs> like, I just... It's it's tough, because, like, you don't know what it is exactly, so you just go to, like, it's probably just a lack of maturity. But, like, they weren't like this last season under Babcock. Like, sure, they had, like, the struggles and stuff, but they weren't like this. Yeah, and it's almost at a point right now where, like... And what's funny is I'm looking at how these trades are happening, like, with other teams in the league, and I'm like, great, why can't we have done that? Like, Martinez for two seconds, and you get him for an extra year, which isn't a rental? Like, I like I would do it. Yeah. And, like, the Leafs are worse than Vegas. Those second-round picks would probably be pretty good. Like, well, why, why, why didn't you do it? I don't know, like... It's tough. Like, I have a feeling that, like, Dubis isn't the type of GM to just want to settle with somebody. Like, he's like, sure, yeah, there's Alec Martinez there, but I have my eyes set on this player who I think is a lot better and can do a lot more good for the now for this team and as long, and, like, also for the future as well. Like, But it's also, like, like looking at, like, this team is too patient. And I understand patience is good, and I understand that you want to take all the time that you need. And I think last night they said that CeCe and Riley are expected back, you know, within the next month. But like, uh, CeCe really can wait. Yeah, do you really want both of these players back who have both struggled? When we have Riley, who was basically battling two injuries now because he fractured his ankle, and he was also dealing with, I think, something in his lower abdomen. Do you really want that? And do you really want Cody CeCe, who... Let's be honest, is more or less a bottom six defenseman at best. What what I want is Cody Cece to never touch the ice as a Toronto Maple Leaf ever again. And I do really want a healthy Morgan Riley because I think a lot of his struggles had to do with the fact that he was playing through an injury all season. And yeah, also and having I, Cody Cece as a partner too, I'm sure didn't exactly help that. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's like a test to Riley when they're like, okay, here's a guy who's, you know, he's a guy who's, you know, he struggled a little bit, but you can play with him and elevate his game, right? And, like, what's Riley going to say? No. no like, like it, it shows you just how good Morgan Riley is. Like, in his career, his best, like, I think his best defensive partner on a consistent basis was probably Dion Phaneuf. Uh, I mean, you yeah. can argue Ron Hainsey, maybe. I, like, I would go with Ron Hainsey. Matt at least with Hainsey, was his other one. <laughs> like, I'll say this. I did not hate Ron Hainsey as a Leaf. I hated the way he was used as a Leaf. Yeah, you that could, makes a lot of sense. You could like a player and just, like, hate the way that they're used. And, I agree you know, 
let's be honest, if if a coach really, really likes a player in any, like, sport or any athletics, whether it's in the junior, whether it's in the collegiate, whether it's in the professional level, what are you going to do? You're going to lean on that player because you trust them. And Babcock trusted Hainsey. And I know we're in February, and Mike Babcock is literally a distant memory, and we shouldn't blame this whole entire season on him because it's one guy. But, like, it's almost like this team is just literally not wanting to adapt to anything. Like, I don't know what the problem is. And, like, you know, when you're losing to a goalie who is not even... Like, if you just took a shot on goal... Just shoot it. They had you know, two, like, like, okay. two goals on the first two shots. Yeah, that, that was embarrassing. Okay, that's it. They shook their hands clean of it. We're done here. Yeah, and it's almost like, okay, you know, you could have probably dumped it in from your own blue line, and if you just took a slap shot and, like, cleared it down, you could have maybe scored on him. It could have been a mini game. It should have been, like, yeah. it, it was the equivalent of what should have been an all-star weekend thing, and it didn't work. And I don't know what it is. But, like, I feel like just telling them to shoot the puck on net was a bit of a tall ask for them. The way they were playing last night, they couldn't even complete a pass. Yeah, and, like, Marner doing all these, like, friggin', like, spinny shit into the yeah, zone. Yeah, just, just shoot it. Like, do you know who's in net? I think what it is is, is what, what Marner said after the first Pittsburgh loss, with the work ethic not being there, he, they proved it. They proved it last night. They proved that this team is incapable of doing anything right. Mm -hmm. This team, and what's really funny is sometimes the fan base points at the wrong people. It's not William Nylander. Oh, God, no. (laughs) It's not, it's not Nylander. No. There was, okay, the stupidest thing that I heard was, this was before Thursday's game, okay? This was the, this was the, this was Wednesday. I was in one of my classes. Uh, yeah. And this one guy was literally trying to argue with me. Literally, they, we should start taking offers on John Tavares. <laughs> with a straight face, he said it. And um, I, I was trying to be nice. I was like, mm, I don't know about that. And he's like, yeah, they should do it. Like, right the, now. The thing and, is, like, everyone says that. But when you start struggling a bit, you can't just abandon the entire plan. And just, is, like, and like, like, that's what... Is, yeah, sorry, no, sorry, go ahead. I just have yeah, a point to say it. Yeah, after. you can't just, like, abandon the entire plan and all that. Like, like for example, like, someone who brought this up to me actually was, was okay, so I have a bit of a story from last week. I went to Buffalo to watch the Leafs. Yes, I know, I willingly stepped foot into Buffalo and spent money to go watch the Toronto Maple Leafs get their asses beat there. So, um, but then after the game, I ran into uh, Paul Hendrick from, uh, from Leafs TV, the Leafs reporter, I just want to say, oh, what okay. a nice guy. What a nice guy. One of the nicest oh, he people. Oh, like nice, he, he looks he, like a nice... He looks like a literal... Like... We... It turned out we were staying in the same hotel as, like, the media and the and the players and all that. So, like, we were in the lobby, and then all of a sudden he walked in. We said hi to him. He started a conversation with us about the Leafs. And he actually made a very good point. He goes... He goes, it's tough right now. They're, they're struggling. But, you know, you got to... um, got to just kind of stick to it and stick to the stick to the plan obviously make some adjustments here and there but like 
he's was, he was saying, look at Washington, look at St. Louis. They were they were right there for how for like ten years it felt like, and then they finally broke through the last the last two seasons. So it's like it's like yeah, you got to be patient, but like at least act like you give a shit. You could you could only have so much patience, and that goes for everything. That goes for you know that goes for life. That goes for you know being a, a fan of a sports team. That goes for anything. It's like when you break your arm, you want it to heal, but it can't. It's still going to be in the cast for like four to six weeks. you got to wait those four to six weeks. And yeah. to overreact and say they should trade their captain. Their captain, who missed two games, by the way, in 56 games, or no, or no he didn't miss two games. He missed, he missed more than a few more games. Than that. But in 56 games, he has 54 points. He's almost at a point-per-game pace. Explain to me why we should move that guy. Oh, well, they went in cap trouble. You know, one of the only, signed him. One of the only players, too, who looks like he gives a shit. Yeah. You, you know why the Leafs are in cap hell? Because the league's not making money. The league itself is not making money, and that's why so many teams are like, hey, these players are asking for a lot of money. I can't give them that if the salary cap is not increased. Like, it was supposed to hit $83 million. Now it's 81 and a half. What yeah. is the rest? Like, the broadcasting deals are killing them. NBC, they're not making that much money. The Sportsnet one, they're not making as much money as they would have expected. It's almost... A, and, like, they're trying to go and grow the game internationally without going to the Olympics. Which, oh my god, let me started on that. Yeah, well, well that, that's for another day. But, like, it's at a point where this league is incapable of doing anything right. Basketball is doing so much better right now because... <coughs> excuse me. So many teams are thriving. The salary cap is at a reasonable amount of money where teams can go out and spend. And I know that like the CBA is being renegotiated as it's up, I think, what, 2021 it's up or 22? Uh, one of those two remember. years. Yeah, but like, at least, at least they should go out there and be like, hey, we need some more, like, and I know I'm sounding bitter and, like, blaming the league for, for the least faults, which, no, I'm not. This team does not deserve any defending. But this goes for every other team as, as a whole. Like, do you know how much salary cap space that the Dallas Stars have? They have under $900 in salary. 900 Not 9000 9 It's $815. And, like, I was reading... Can't even buy a TV with that. You could probably something. Okay. You can buy a TV. Oh. You can't buy yeah. so, a 4K TV with that. Uh, it, de- it depends on the deals that you get. Um, so just yeah. to, to break something that just happened. Well, not happened, but apparently uh, Pierre Lebrun is saying that Tampa is emerging as favorites for Zach Bogosian. Which means that the Lightning are probably going to sign Bogosian and him and Kevin Shattenkirk are going to win like comeback players of the year. Because why not? It's Tampa Bay. You all know Bogosian's going to actually turn into into a Norris Trophy candidate just yeah, because he's... Yeah, I don't know what Tampa. it is. I don't know what it is with Tampa, but, like, they just go out, get talent, and they just turn them into something. They, do you remember, like, you know who I realized who was on their team? Carter Verhage. Carter Verhage was the least prospect. Carter Verhage has more hat-tricks than Mitch Martin. And Zach... You know who else is, a, is on their team? Kevin... Kevin Shattenkirk, who everyone kind of written off for a little bit, because he was he had like what, 
had a season or two where he wasn't very good at all. And he went to Tampa Bay, and now he's he's really good again. Oh, 100%. It's, it's embarrassing. It really is embarrassing. The fact of the matter is, is that this team is literally incapable of having anything good go for them right now. Yeah. And I don't know what... But the reason why is because Tampa, everyone wants to go there is because it's a nice environment. The, the media's not that heavy on you. You know, the, there's the stuff with the tax where you'll get more money back. You know, if you're... And, like, they're in win-now mode. They spent money rather reasonably, and they're built to win. Like, they don't need to add anything else. Okay, they can add, like, Bogosian for, like, dirt cheap, and they'll get him still. on an Ilya Kovalchuk contract. Yeah, like, that's literally... I hear, like, I know people talk about the right fit. If you're a right fit with a team, it'll show on the score sheet. Which was funny, because looking at the at the Clippers, going to basketball for a minute, doesn't Kawhi Leonard wish he stayed? Yeah. Like, does he really, like, does he feel like an idiot that he left? Like, I'm not trying to call I Kawhi Leonard an idiot, but, you know, look at both teams. Raptors are 41-15, Clippers are 37-19. and Clippers have lost four of their last five games. Like, I know, like, this is obviously a stretch, the Raptors are up 63 points right now on the Pacers at half. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm watching. Know it right how now. much? Crazy. Like, that yeah, the is... The Pacers a are, are a pretty solid team. Yeah. The Pacers are a contender. And you know what they... And they're, like... I don't want to say that they're contending to the Raptors, but the Pacers are, are a team that the Raptors could meet in the postseason. Raptors are killing yeah. them. Because they're a team that's like, okay, we're going to go out there and we're going to go and... Just focus on winning. We're going to focus on, okay, if we're down, there's there's more games to be played. You know, there's more there's more time in the periods. You know what the Leafs are? They'll do good for one period, and then the other two, they'll just be like, nah, I'm not feeling it. I hate I hate to throw this, this word around, but like, the Leafs can learn so much from just looking down the hall to the Toronto Raptors, essentially. Because, like, that team goes out there. They play with so much heart. And they just play like they give a shit. They, <laughs> like, don't, deser- they don't deserve to use the game ball. Like, the no. game, like game ball, the whole entire game ball crap. They're like, when they introduced it this year, they don't deserve it. Because they keep saying, oh, we want to dominate, we want to dominate. Show up. It's like we can't keep, you know, defending you forever. And I know that there's still time left. I know that, you know... Stuff can happen on the fly in the in the goings of you know considering the trade deadlines like less than twenty four hours away anything can happen like we saw two teams who are dead in the water win the Stanley Cup but yep. I just I don't see it like I really don't like I know last year nobody like predicted Tampa being out in the first round nobody predicted the Penguins and Lightning getting swept. Um, like no like, one every, predicted St. Louis to even be in the playoffs. Yeah, like like I'm not even kidding. And you know what's even more like embarrassing is the fact that like a team like Nashville is knocking on the playoffs. A team like Calgary is knocking on the playoffs. Which also Calgary being out of a playoff spot, I did not expect them to be as bad as they were. I thought they were actually mm-hmm. good. But like I know that there's 
like I read something that like going to Minnesota because that's apparently the Leafs' favorite trading partner, even though they have like the last trade that they made was for a prospect, like in the off season for like nothing. Like I know, like I heard something like Bill Guerin wants to make a shakeup. I don't think that they're gonna go ahead and, and do anything gigantic. Mm-hmm. Like um, I don't, yeah, I don't. like they're not the Leafs aren't getting Dumba. It's not happening. Whatever. The Leafs whatever aren't getting. The Leafs aren't getting Dumba. They're not getting Josh Manson. Hell, they're probably they're probably aren't even gonna get Adam Larson. They're not gonna get anybody. They could have gotten Dylan Demello for a third. They didn't go out and get him. They could have went out and got Colin Miller for a third and a fifth in the offseason. They didn't go out and get him. Like, I don't know what's going on in the room. I don't know if it's a divide. I don't know if it's, you know, Kyle seeing things differently. And I'm not trying to blame him because he's a good GM. Like, he's better than the other, like, three GMs that the Leafs have had within the last, like, 20 years. The, the general manager can't control how they play on the ice. Exactly. Like, that's the problem. Like, they people are so quick to be like, "Oh, this is Kyle Dubas's fault." But like, he's not. He on paper, the team that the Leafs have should contend, should be like a top five contender in in the entire league. They should be like Stanley Cup favorites when you look at their roster on paper. Kyle Dubas has done his job. It's something between the ears with them, man. I don't know. I don't know. Like. I wish I could say more, but I just can't because I don't know like what the issue is. Like it's just not, it's just not going. I don't know what it is. What this team reminds me of a little bit is the 2017 like Blue Jays, because the Jays in 2016, they were kind of cocky. They were like, okay, you know, we just won the AL East. You know, we're a bunch of superstars. We're gonna go out there and hit home runs you know, every single at-bat, because that's how we, we generate offense, you know, from the long ball. Then they went to the ALCS, and Cleveland spanked them. And then the next year, everyone just decided, like, the wheels fell off. Like, they were trying everyone so got hard. Old. Yeah, everyone got old. Everyone's egos got in the way. Like, I don't get it. And I think, I don't know if there's a divide in the room. I feel like there might be. But, like, I don't, like, I feel like, like, I don't know. And the number one thing that this team did to address the issue, wave Dmitry Timoshov. Wave the guy that you haven't played in, like, what, eight games, nine games? When was the last time he played a game? I don't, I honestly don't remember the last time he was, he wasn't even in the lineup. The fact that he made the team, I was like, why? Like, I'm not, I don't hate Timoshov at all. Like, I, I mean, he's understand. a fine player. Like, he's fine, but, like, that's not that... Waving him isn't going to move the needle. Exactly. It's it's embarrassing. Like, you know, this is the only franchise that I think if you go out and do something good and it doesn't work right away, you're going to get crucified for it. And it's just, it's crazy to me. It's literally crazy to me. The fact is, is that this team is just incapable of being consistent. Like I said before, they are college students. They are literally just trying to get in there and trying to get a 50 in the course when they need to graduate with more than that. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. they're a team that thinks that they're too smart, and by them being too smart, they're, they're too skilled. Be 
yeah, they're too skilled. It's like what it's like okay, going back to the Marner quote. Oh, we're skilled, but the work ethic isn't there. Work ethic matters more than skill sometimes. So where would where do you think Mitch Marner would rank himself on a list if Sheldon Keefe asked him to write one? <laughs> I think in all honesty I think Dubas needs to make a big trade to wake this team up. And I know, and like, I understand, like, they wanted Rasmus Sandin up with the team, but he started to fall off a little bit because he's still, again, a teenager. Travis Dermott has been basically, like, a ghost this year. And if he's going to uh, be... I don't like, understand uh, what's with him because, like, every game I'll watch him play and he'll, he'll do something that makes you go, like, oh, wow, he's a good player. Not too many players can do that. And then he goes and you say that before a completely different reason, which is not good. <laughs> I'm going like, to go ahead and ask this what's the asking price for Travis German because if you have Rasmus Sandin and you have Jake Muzzin and you're yeah, going to have Morgan Green. Riley and you're going to have Morgan Riley come back what's the asking price for Lilligren and and, uh, and German why not go ahead think, and trade those I don't think they're going to trade Lilligren well I doubt that they will because he's only played like seven games in his and NHL I don't think he's looked. I don't think he's looked terrible to be honest with you yeah, he hasn't looked bad. But at this point, with Dermott, you know, God love him, but he's played over 100 NHL games. What like, else? I, I, I don't know. Like, I really like Dermott. Like, there's still, like, he has such a high ceiling still, but it's just like, it's like, man, like, he just to put it together, and he just hasn't been able to do it. And like, I, I was don't... wondering, yeah, like, I was wondering this the other day. Like, okay, if Nick Robertson is off the table... If Igor Korshkov is off the table, what's the asking price on Semyon to Argachinsev? Because he's having a great year in Peterborough, and no one's really, everyone's kind of like, went quiet a little bit. He's got 67 points with the Peets this year, playing with Nick Robertson. And apparently the Peets are bad. Yeah, the Peets really aren't that great. So if these those guys are doing it despite their team not being the best, maybe, you know, if they go pro, they'll be good. And it's weird because the Leafs right now have only six defensemen in their AHL roster with trading Ben Harper away. Now, I know they probably have someone else with Newfoundland or whatever, but the Leafs have four goalies signed to their their cap. Two are expiring, and two are locked up long-term, and both are 21. They have six defensemen that are currently in the AHL. And they have 13 forwards that are in the AHL. Figure it out. Like, I'm I'm at a point where I'm not trying to point the blame, but for the love of God, figure it out. Like, I, I'm waiting for a team to just scoop in and take a big player and just be like, okay, this... Like, like Boston, for example. Boston just went out and freed so much cap space with trading Bacchus that, okay, they put Kosh on IR because apparently he's not ready to play or whatever, which I didn't know that was a thing. I thought you weren't allowed to trade players on the IR, which is weird. Um, but, like, it's, it's weird. Like, I, like notice the long pauses in our voices. Like, we can't. Yeah, because we, we, can't, we can't, can't. Yeah, like, none of us know what's, what's up we exactly. We can't fathom, like, yeah. Like, still, you know. Just a cursed, cursed season. Yeah. That's a cursed season. Seriously, and there's and it's not an easy answer. You can't just be like, "Oh, play better." Great. I kind of wish, I kind of wish, like I knew 
exactly what was going on. That way, like, if they knew exactly what it was that was going on, I'm sure Dubis would have found a way to fix it by now. Yeah. Or, or Keith would have found a way to fix it. Or any, or the players would have figured it out. But the thing is, they don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, do they... Re- Maybe they're just not good. Maybe they just suck. And that's it. Yeah. They, they actually just do. suck. They're just... They're just okay with being okay. They don't want to go out and, and be like, okay, we need to go ahead and make this this move in order for us to take that next step forward. Like, they're, they're okay with being okay. And, like, I understand, like, I... Like, what do we know? We haven't played professional hockey. Or I, at least I haven't. Uh, oh, but, I like... Haven't. Okay, but, like, still, I don't understand why this team is literally just tripping over itself. I and why we keep it. coming back to it. Like, if everyone wants to make a statement... Don't go to the games. Season ticket holders, don't go to the games. Give away your tickets. We both know that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, but, like, seriously, it's at a point where, like, we should take action instead of just friggin' being all talk. Like, I don't understand anymore. Look at the Raptors. When the Raptors were bad, when, like, Vince Carter left, the attendance showed. Because everyone's like, okay, I, don't, I like Vince Carter. Vince Carter's gone. Why should I be excited with this team now? And I know the Leafs have so much talent. They, they remind me of the Raptors a few years ago, where it's like they're not great, but they're not bad. And, like, I think what was what was the year where they were in the postseason and they lost by, like, one point and that eliminated them? Was that 2015 or 14? When they first made the playoffs for a while? Like Oh, the... Sorry, the year they... Was it the lockout shortened season you're talking about? The Leafs or the Raptors? Oh, wait, oh, wait. Sorry, you're talking about the Raptors? Yeah, I was talking... Because, like, the Raptors... Like, the Leafs remind me of the Raptors where they were so close and then they lost by, I think, like, one goal or one... Not one goal, one... Like, two points or one point. Like, I can't remember... I can't remember what year it was, but it was, like... It it was... It was was a while ago. Yeah, and, like, I'm hearing, like, insiders saying, like, oh, the Leafs are going to trade for... Joe Thornton. Why? Why? What is... Like, okay, no disrespect to the beard, but why? Where's he going to fit? He's slow. What's he going to do? <laughs> like, he, what's, he doesn't I exactly mean, fit with what Dubis has, has spent the last two seasons trying to build. Like, I know, like, okay, Joe Thornton's played over almost 200 playoff games, and he wants to continue playing in the playoffs, I'm sure. But, like... Yeah. I don't get it. Like, what's Joe Thornton going to make you, like, is it going to put you over the moon? Is it going to make you, like, a playoff contender? And what? And the asking price is going to be friggin' huge. Because the, bro- or the, the Sharks are going to be like, oh, you want our guy, our guy that we've had for, like, 20 years or something? Okay, pay a first-round pick. Oh, you don't have that? Okay, well, we're not going to go ahead and give it to you. Like, I don't freaking get it this team like I, I i feel like we're hammering them like way too much but they deserve it they deserve it like i literally like, i don't understand i got into a fight with one of my friends because he decided to think that the leafs were good and i said no they're not and i literally argued for 10 minutes and then this one guy 
just made the stupidest point about how the the day this team was doomed to fail was when they traded William Nylander, or they signed William Nylander. And I'm just like, why? And they're like, oh, William Nylander's making ten million bucks. No, he's not. Okay, he's making eight. He's making nine million this year, but then after this year, it's going to go ahead and dip to six. A lot of people just didn't understand that deal and just, oh, he's making ten million dollars. Oh, not really. <laughs> but yeah, like it was. Hockey fans do not understand the game, and in reality, a lot of people don't understand the game. But like looking at the trades that have happened over the last week or so. Like, I will literally tell you how every single player that's been traded has looked, stat-wise, since being traded. Zucker going to the Penguins has four points in six games, three of them being goals. It's pretty good. Alex yeah. Galchenyuk going to the Minnesota Wild. He has three points in five games. Not bad. It's a trade that works for both teams. Andy Green going to the Islanders. Hey, wouldn't the least want him? He's got two assists in three games. He was one of the only devil defensemen that could play defense. Luke will agree with me on that. I think he said that on one of our shows. I think he did, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, okay, Blake Coleman hasn't done anything in, in Tampa yet, but that's fine. Tyler Tabole looks like a, a masterpiece of a move. Three points last night. Four with them. Great. Like, teams are... Like, I don't know if, like... Teams are just, like, being snobby with Dubas. Dubas is so committed to the future. But here's my here's my take. If you have a window right now, screw the future. Your team is now. Yeah. Your team is now. Nick Robertson is not going to be on this team within the next few years. I'm calling it right now. Definitely not next season. Nick Robertson is not going to be ready to play in the NHL. Until he's like probably he's what eighteen now until he's maybe twenty one, which at that point how many Leafs are going to be left on the roster right now? Like Jeremy Bracco cannot be your best bargaining chip. You got to get creative with it. Like I don't know if like GMs are just like not wanting to make deals with the Leafs because you know they're, they're the Leafs. Yeah, like they're like oh why would I help Toronto? They're they're fine on their own. I don't want to send my player there. And, like, what's funny is that they've only they've already made a trade with a team that's helped them out before, and it's the Kings. The Kings have helped them out twice. Like, who else are you going to make a trade with that's at the bottom of the league? Are you going to make a trade with Detroit? Probably not. You know, are you going to make a trade with L.A.? Already did that. Are you going to make a trade with Ottawa? Technically, you already did that with a, that stupid... Uh, Nothing name. move that was... I don't even remember their names. It was a nothing move. <laughs> yeah, Max Verno. Great. Amazing. The Ducks. Apparently Bob Murray's married to his players. The Sharks. I don't want any of those players anyway. They're all old. The Devils. Like, no. Mm-hmm. The only team that I heard... Like, who are you going to get from the Devils? Seriously. Like, I've been hearing Sammy Batman's name like, getting thrown That's around. It. But, like, again, he's... He's a UFA at the end of the season, and like that doesn't help the help the Leafs, especially Dubis, who won't trade for rentals. The only team that I'm surprised the Leafs, have, the only two teams I'm surprised the Leafs have not called yet, are especially with their injuries, are the Chicago Blackhawks and the Minnesota Wild. I know they probably called Minnesota talking about Dumba, 
But, like, I'm looking at the Blackhawks, and I'm like, there are some players I would like. You know, okay, I'm not saying Nylander for Brandon Saad. That was on TSN, and I wanted to Oh, my throw God. My was it actually? That was, I think, it dumped something last year because Nylander was playing bad. Oh, my God. Like he was playing, like, pretty poor hockey. But, you know, other than that, like, you know, what if they go out and get Eric Gustafson? I would like that. He's a good skater. He can move the puck. He fits what the Leafs are doing. Oh, but he's not right-handed. Okay, we can't we can't trade for that. I'm gonna be completely honest right now. I'm gonna throw out a bullshit trade, and I'm, I feel like it would work. Okay, here's the trade. Let's hear it. Tyson Berry. Okay. Chicago Blackhawks. Are you with me so far? Yeah. Tyson Berry to the Blackhawks with Kasperi Kapanen. In exchange, the Leafs get Connor Murphy. That's the right-hand shot defenseman with a little bit of turn. And he's played really well this year. And you go out and get a guy who's cheap, who could play for you. One of either Derek David Camp, who isn't an amazing forward, but he's someone who could maybe fill in your bottom six. Or... You get Drake Kajula, who is actually, you know, they're both kind of the same players. And I know Kapanen won't be the caliber of player that you would get, that you would, you know, give up for this. But at this point, screw it. You know, you need to free up some cap space. Kapanen is your forward you're most likely to move. Why not pull the trigger on that deal? Chicago's not making the playoffs. If they do, like... I don't know what they'll what they'll do, and you're not getting Brent Seabrook for the love of God. Please no. Like, why not Connor Murphy? Um, I don't think I don't think Chicago is interested in that deal. To be completely honest with you, just because like the main piece they'll be getting is um is Tyson Berry, and Tyson Berry is not under contract next season and probably doesn't want to be on on the Blackhawks. Well, yeah, but you have to think about it like this. The Blackhawks are realistically, their blue line is their biggest issue. If the Blackhawks want to sell, but they don't want to be out of the race, because realistically, the West is such a big joke that the Hawks could go on a big run and make the playoffs. It's unlikely, because they're literally playing 500 hockey, but you could, you know, argue, okay, the Blackhawks can go out and get... Barry for next year, and then you could have, you know, Keith and Barry together, which would be fun. And then you could, you know, kind of, you know, ease in guys like Adam Boakvist and whatever to kind of take over for Connor Murphy. Because, like, I don't, like, okay, how about, instead of that, would you say, say the Leafs trade for Nicholas Jalmerson then, who the Blackhawks got Connor Murphy for? Like, would Nick Jalmerson fit on this Leaf team? Like, yes, but no, right? Like, I would you love him? Yes. Would they trade for him? Probably not. Like, this is the hard part. Like, I don't know what Dubas is doing. I don't know if he wants to, like, ride this year, and then if it's a horrible year, okay, just, you know, buy everything in the offseason. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't, like, I'm so confused. Like, is this team going to be like the New York Yankees where, like, they they tore it down 
and then they had all their youth come through, and they barely missed the playoffs. And then 2017, they made it, but they were, like, the least in 2017. And then, you know, now all the expectation is on them. Like, I feel like the Yankees are the least right now. Or the least of the Yankees right now, except the Yankees are, you know... Are a functional, functional team. And they can win playoff series, which the Leafs, you know, cannot. Yeah. Well, no, like, Aaron... No, go ahead. Yeah, well, what am I... Well, one of my friends was saying, we are talking about the Leafs, and he was saying, like, if you go to someone who's never, who doesn't know what the Toronto Maple Leafs are, what do you say they are? You go, oh, they're a hockey team. He goes, nope, you're wrong. They're a collection of players because they don't play as a team, and that's not what they've been doing this season. <laughs> Which, yeah. when I think well, about it, I'm like... You're yeah. right. Yeah. Like... It's just like, I don't know what it is, again, like what we keep saying, but nobody knows what it is, but. Yeah, like, it's hard, like, it's really hard to, like, figure out, you know, what a problem is, and, like, Mm -hmm. we're not psychologists, we can't just be like, oh, they need to do this, like, I don't, like, it's it's weird. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It's at a point right now where. If basketball is on, I'm watching basketball instead of hockey. Like, I know... Yeah, the Raptors are actually good. Yeah, the Raptors are good. Like, they're killing Indiana right now. And, like, the Raptors, I think, are playing on... Are they playing on Tuesday? Like, yeah, they're playing playing the Bucs on Tuesday. Do you think everyone's going to give a shit the least are in Tampa when the Raptors are playing the Bucs in arguably... They're going to get killed by Tampa. Yeah, exactly. Would you rather... You know, okay, you can make the argument that everyone's going to say, oh, the Bucks are going to kill the Raptors, and da 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 Okay. That's a much closer matchup than what yeah. the Leafs and... They are literally the two best teams in basketball. Okay, fine. Yeah. Two, two of the top three, because the Lakers exist, playing yeah. against each other. Like, I'm not saying the Raptors are going to catch Milwaukee at all, but I want to see that. Because, hey, it's competitive. The Raptors, I think, like, were they ever blown out at all, like, in their in their season? I don't know if they were. Like, I'm trying to, like, think of the last time. Okay, the last time I think they, like, really, like, were horrible was, I think, Christmas Day? When they lost yeah, to the... Yeah, they were... That was also during the time when they were absolutely depleted with injuries. Like Exactly. To the point where you can use it as an excuse. The last time that they had a really, really bad loss was, I can't remember what game it was. They were winning, and then they kind of, like, took, it was the Spurs, I think. It was the Spurs in January. When they lost by, like, one point? Yes, where they were leading, and then the Spurs just came back and just took it from them. But then, how did they respond? Okay, it's one loss. Let's go and win 15 straight. And, yeah, they lost to the Nets, whatever, they beat Phoenix. They're killing the Pacers right now, which is weird, which is great. And now you have the Bucks. Like, it's what I'm saying. Like, if you have a choice between watching something optimistic or something negative, you're gonna watch the optimistic choice. Like, it's it's common human. It's a common human thing. Yeah. And it's almost at a point where like, it's like. The Leafs, to me, are like 
an infectious disease that you can't get rid of. It's like, you, it's like for example, you you care about someone really, really much, like really much. Ugh, I can't even speak. You care about someone a lot, but they keep hurting you. But you keep going back to them because you're like, wow, they make me feel a certain way. It's an abusive relationship, and we're the idiots that keep oh going God. back. And the best tweet that I could summarize this is there was a tweet that I saved, like, way back when. This was, like, tweeted, like, two years ago, where it was, like, a Twitter conversation with this guy saying, like, can you explain sports to me? And this guy hit it on the head. Imagine if you really loved someone, like, you really loved them, and every year they cheated on you, every single year, but then you keep going back. That's sports. Yep. And I read that, and I'm like, Holy shit. Like, it's it's true. Like, like Cole himself, like, uh, Cole, our friend on the, on the nose, on Take the Nosebleed podcast, like, he's a Detroit sports fan. Like, there's nothing really optimistic coming out of there. But he's still watching. He's optimistic than Toronto sports, which is, which is saying something. There's, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. With, and what's really embarrassing is the Leafs are the biggest losers in, in all of Toronto sports and athletics at the professional level. Like, think about it. Raptors won a championship. TFC won a championship, which everyone forgets. They just made the finals of the last year. And they made too. the finals last year, yeah. Like, case in point, the Argos won a championship and they were 500. Yeah, the CFL is kind of goofy, but it's still a championship. Like, the, the Marlies won the Calder Cup. Like, great. Every single team under the MLSE umbrella has won something, except for the friggin' Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, his friggin', uh, what's his name? Is, uh, why am I, why am I forgetting his name now? Uh. Who is it? I'm trying to think. Fuck, what is it? Uh, oh, Harold Bauer. Is Harold Bauer yeah. just, like, screwing with the lease from the grave? Like, he's just, like, you know, like the marionettes. And you're just like pulling the strings up and like making them dance. Is that what Brian? Is that what uh what Brian Burke? Is that what? <coughs> is that what Harold Bauer is doing from the grave? That I could be it. That, that could like be Harold it. Bauer. It's Harold Bauer. It's Punch Imlac, and it's I don't know, Larry Hillman. Oh, okay, well the hex is lifted. But like it's those two that are just like you know what? How can we ruin the Leafs today from the beyond? Um. Yeah, honestly, man, I think that's it. Like, like, as we keep on saying, none of us know, none of us have any answers. So, um, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like crazy. It's a cursed, cursed season. It's a cursed. It season. is. It is. Like, it's at a point right now where spring training baseball is on, and spring training baseball doesn't mean shit. But I'm gonna watch. You know why? I was, watching, I was watching some of the Jays and Twins game. And so, anyways, yeah, I want to just transfer to baseball now. Yeah, we're gonna transfer like, to baseball. We'll touch on baseball because we kind of already talked about basketball. But baseball, in all honesty, I'm excited for it. You know why I'm excited for baseball? Because I don't know how the season's going to go. I like have no expectations. Yeah, no expectations. Playing with house money. You know your team's going to hopefully be better. Like, the Jays right now are arguably competing for third in the AL East. That's great. I'd rather be that team. And in reality, they aren't the worst team in the AL. Because the Mariners exist, the Royals exist, the Orioles exist, and the Tigers exist. Like, at yeah. least when I watch baseball, 
with the, with like Guerrero, Bichette, Biggio coming up. They're basically like what the Leafs were in 2017. Okay, let's see what these kids can do now. It's fun. It's exciting. They went out on the hinge and Ryu. It's fun. Nate Pearson looks very exciting to. Through 104. Yeah. And that's in practice. Can you imagine what this kid does at the major league level? Oh, I'm excited for him. And that is why, like, for all the flack and all the lashes that you gave Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins, they built a organization in their vision. They tore down the old regime and they built it in their division. And what was really funny was I read an article because what we had to do for for our careers class, which I'm in I'm in sport management by the way. I mentioned that in the other show, but I'm in sport management, and we basically had to look at an organization and be like, okay, you know, what's the culture like? You know, what do they pride themselves on? What's different? And I came across an article where someone wrote that, hey, you know, this, there, this seems different now. You know, when Alex Anthopoulos was in charge, he signed a bunch of like guys with, you know, ego and attitude problems. Like he got Jose Reyes, who was a big, you know. I guess a big diva from what we found out later on in baseball. Yeah, they trade. They traded for Yunel Escobar. That was a horrible trade. They got Brett Laurie. Brett Laurie, God love him, but he was kind of a nut. He was kind of a nutcase. Like they've. And what's funny is that I understand like pitchers or not pitchers. I understand batters getting pissed off at umpires, but I rarely see the Jays arguing with call with balls and strikes now. Like. Four or five years ago, like that was every pitch. They get tossed all the time for it. Yeah, like and it's, it's almost like, like it's like at some point you just have to realize like like there's yeah you could be pissed off but like you gotta stay in the game, man. Yeah, and it's also like you know there's a time and a place for that. If it's like third inning, and like I know the call is egregious, but like if it's like a like at least take it, and like you know if you don't want to get like fined or whatever. And just, like, you know, like, these guys are kids. Like, you don't want to, like, ruin their career before they start. And I think what it all comes down to is, you know, with baseball as a whole, you know, no one's going to be talking about the Jays, which we should thank, you know, thank the Yankees for, for signing Garrett Cole. You know, thank the Dodgers for trading Mookie Betts. Thank the Astros for cheating, and everyone's going to be talking about them. Because the Jays can go into the shadows and just just play baseball yep. that's what they're gonna do they're gonna play baseball they're not gonna care about you know what's going on and like i'm on like looking at projections they're saying that the jays are gonna win like 75 to 80 games that's reasonable like i think that yeah and you know i actually read something yesterday i think i sent the tweet to you but like somebody was on twitter was saying that if the young core, which is Guriel, uh, Guerrero Jr., Bichette, yeah, and I, Biggio. Yeah, I followed that tweet, yeah, where he yeah, said, you know, play if they play at least 130 games, he thinks they'll, they'll play meaningful baseball in, in September, which I I agree with. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, if they can take a step up from how they all played last year. Like, Guriel looked really good last year until he got injured. And uh, yeah. Biggio hit for the cycle and, like, was... Um, Bichette hit over 300 when he first came up to the bigs. <laughs> so, like, there's so much to look forward to with yeah, this Yeah, there team. is. And what's funny with Biggio is, like, someone looked at his average and they're like, that's pretty low. Why is it so low? And I'm like, well, he has, like, a 
on base percentage of close to like over 0.4, yeah. which means he's getting a lot of walks. Which, if you watch Moneyball, get on base by any means necessary, Just and then you drive base. in runs. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get on base. Then then you can decide, you know, walk like walks, steal bags, whatever. And this team is going to be more of a traditional baseball team where they're not just power hitters. They're going to play fundamental baseball. They're going to play, you know, small ball. You know, I, and what, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I find that more entertaining to watch too. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah, home runs are like, fun. Home runs are fun, but it's nothing. Like, small ball is pretty fun too. <laughs> it is. Like it really is. And what's funny is that like I'm looking at how some of the people are, or like some of the players are looking in. In spring training, and I'm like, Alfred looks entertaining, and I'm hoping he makes the team because he was like, yeah, I hope so. Like, to me, what I'm looking for is, you know, there's really two spots I would say that are really open for competition. Okay, uh, okay, not two spots. There's many spots, obviously, but like, obviously, the bullpen there's going to be competitiveness. Starting rotation, it's pretty set in stone, but you know, I think. There's going to be some opportunity because no way Hinjin Ryu is going to be pitching like over 30 starts this year. If he does, great. But if you could preserve him, I'd preserve him, especially for later yeah. in his, his career. But like, there are really two positions. Okay, there's a few positions where I think are going to be competitive, and that's the outfield and that's at first base. Like with the outfield, if Gritchick is your center fielder, like fine. I'm not against Gurriel that. Left. Yeah, you put Gurriel in left field. That's great. And then right field, okay, you have guys that can compete. You have Hernandez, Alfred. you have Alfred, you have Fisher, you have uh, what's it, a Billy McKinney you have. Like, you have guys that can go and, and fight for that spot, and I think that's what they wanted. Like, I know yeah. it would have been easy to go out and sign, like, uh, a Nick Castellanos or, a, or Yassiel Puig, but they're probably like, no, we want to build this the right way. And they're really doing some nice, like, low-risk signings. Like, I like Joe Ponick. Joe Ponick, I think, would be a great second baseman, especially if they move Biggio to the outfield. Um, what the the Shaw signing I really liked. Yeah, Shaw was a great signing. And, you know, I know, like, he's played in the AL East before. He was with the Red Sox, which I vaguely remember. Yeah. Uh, he could play third. He could play first. You could shift him and Vladdy around if you want. He's a utility he, guy. Yeah, he's a utility guy, and he's got power. That's what you want, and it's another left-handed bat. And that also gives puts pressure off of Vladdy, because you can just put him on DH some days, too. Exactly, yeah. And I think that's what they really want, is they want flexibility. And I think we all kind of get caught up, like, oh, why is why is a third baseman playing the outfield? Well, sometimes injuries, you gotta be you got to be flexible. And I think they, they um, Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro realize this, which I can give kudos to them because they're like, okay, we have a bunch of fragile players who get hurt. Let's go and, you know, maybe train guys to change positions. Like, you know, Moneyball's a perfect example. Scott Hadberg was a catcher, transitioned him to first base. And yeah. he was pretty decent at first with the A's. Like, I'm not saying they have to be superstars, but if they can play the position to a subpar, like, level for maybe a few games unless they somehow take the job like that's great and like looking at their bench this year like okay rowdy Tillis is probably going to be on the bench that's you a know, good gonna, that's a good bat to have coming off the bench too like you have like okay you have you have joe ponick i think is going to make the team out of camp you have rowdy Tillis. you have whoever's your catcher that's backing up which i 
think Danny Jansen's going to be your your starter with this whole Reese McGuire thing, which oh my god, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. If you if you like, okay, I'm not going to hate on the guy for what he did, but like, do it at home, do it in the hotel room. You have a door, don't do it in your car, man. Like, I know, like. It's probably like someone was invading his privacy, but like, dude, like, there's there's a time and a place, there's a time, a place, and a location for that. I just, I just don't. Yeah, like, I just, just don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing to have Danny Jansen, but like, I don't know. Also, could Caleb Joseph make this team? Like, after seeing that that whole um, him like air drumming, like that yeah, was. I just think awesome. he should he should make the team just for that. They need they need a guy who's happy in the lineup, and you know if you don't have. So I mean, that, like, remember, like, remember Kawas- Kawasaki on the team? He's just the yeah, team mascot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, stuff like that's good. Yeah, like, I want... Like, I'm excited for baseball. And the yeah. best part is, like, okay, like, I'll have baseball around, like, finals time. But still, like, in the summer, hopefully, like, if I get a job, like, I can just, like, friggin' watch baseball. Like, that, that's great. And, like... Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I won't watch baseball in September, but it's probably not going to happen. But hey, or not September, October, I mean. But, you know, I like progress. I don't like, you know, teams that are tanking for a long time. I like teams that are taking a step forward, and this team is. And what's funny is that, like, I guarantee you, whether the, if the Leafs make the playoffs, no one's going to really watch. Or not many people are not as many people are going to watch because they have the Raptors that are going to be in the playoffs a little later than the Leafs because oh, the Leafs yeah, season sure. finishes earlier. But you're going to have them, and then the Jays are going to be on. Like 2018, when I went down to Maple Leaf Square for Game Seven, which is a story on its own. I'll I'll, I'll end the show with that because it's a great <laughs> story. Um, so like it was literally like Jays, Raptors. Uh, Leafs and TFC had that con- their CONCACAF final, which was great. Um, but, like, with all that stuff going on, like, are people literally going to go and and watch a team that's going to be the underdog? No. Unless the Leafs win a playoff series, no one's going to really give a shit. Because as heartless as it is, winning sells. Not winning doesn't sell. Unless you're the Leafs, of course. Unless you're like the Leafs, the Yankees, the Cowboys, the Knicks, you know, you're going to make money despite themselves and the fan base is still going to get better. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much uh, about it. I'll end our first episode with my funny uh, Maple Leaf Square story. So this was 2018 when they were playing the Bruins, and I'm like, okay, this one, this one we're out for blood. So we were down 3-1, we won game five, and I was like, okay, you know, I don't know if I'm going to – you know, go. I'm hoping they go to Game Seven because I want to go down there because it's Game Seven. So, Game Six, there was that horrible uh, van incident, which was scary. Oh and yeah, yeah. I was. I went down to Maple Leaf Square oh, so like, that, that day. Okay, yeah. so this this is a, okay. So you go down to Game Six, which is mm-hmm. great. And I decided to go down for Game Seven. So I had I was. This is in my my high school, my senior year in high school. So. I stupidly, I'm like, you know what, screw it. I know this this horrible thing happened, but I'm still going to go downtown. You know, I might be a little worried and a little anxious, not just for the game, but for what goes on, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. So uh, I get on the subway, it's like 3, 
because I said I saw on the thing like, oh, gates open at five, so this should be okay. I get there and everybody is literally under the bridge that leads to the lakeshore, and I'm like, great. So it's jammed. Yeah, so it's jam packed, like literally DVP on rush hour, which if you don't live in Toronto, the DVP is one of the biggest highways in like. Uh, yeah, I'd arguably say that. So then, I'm like, okay, this isn't that bad, because it was raining that day. And I'm like, okay, at least I'm getting the shade of the bridge shading me. Uh, so I eventually get into the, uh, like, viewing area, into the actual square, and we don't have the big screen. Because that's for the Raptors, because they're at home. And I'm like, okay, where am I watching the game? So I found my, my two buddies that... I met them down there, and like we're all in ponchos. Uh, we have the fr- all of the Boy, towels. It was raining that day. Yeah, all the towels that we had, like some of them left them on the ground, and they were all soaked and disgusting. Um, but we were there, mm-hmm. and they had two monitors. Like they were like you know like the monitors that you have in uh, in school, like the the projected mo- the projector monitors. Yeah. That, like you have like the the. What's the word I'm thinking of? The uh, why am I why am I okay? Whatever. It's you know what I'm saying. So yeah, the, proje- like the projector the projector is portraying the video on. So there were two that were set up, and we're just waiting for the game to start. And we keep seeing the same commercial of Patrick Marlowe and his kids painting his garage blue with the Maple Leaf symbol, to the point where we were literally just chanting "Paint it blue," and whenever. The, the commercial ended, we started cheering because we were bored. So then, it's like 7 o'clock, and the game's supposed to start, and there's no picture. So they eventually, like, they're trying to get it on, and, like, the picture will come in for a bit, and then it doesn't work, so it craps out. So then this one guy in the crowd starts streaming the game on his phone, and we were freaking out because we saw the Marlowe, game, the Marlowe goal on his phone, and we were like, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. So then we're all freaking out. We're all, like, chanting shit. And then this one guy yells from the back of the car, someone drop this guy a hotspot. So he literally drops a hotspot. He puts it on his phone. The guy's girlfriend's, like, sending him updates, like, while the game's going on. And then I'm just <laughs> like, dude, I'm like, dude, you better marry this girl, like, tomorrow. And he's just like, oh, it's coming. It's coming. I'm going to do it. So then... They eventually get the projector working after, like, literally the first period. So then the second period Shit, comes. Shit, really? Yeah. So the second period Damn. comes, we're actually legitimately watching it. Uh, and I called the Kapanen shorthanded goal. I, I called Kapanen scoring. I didn't call the shorthanded breakaway. Uh, and then we lost our mind. And then we're kind of, like, looking back at the Raptors game. Because, like, at that point, all three teams were winning. So then... Uh, Raptors won, I think they won. Yeah, they won. It was game five, I think. Because who did they play in the first round of the year that they got swept by LeBron? Was it? I can't remember who it was. I think it was. was, was I think it was. Uh, no, not Milwaukee. It was, was it uh, Miami. It might have been Miami. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Miami. Yeah, it was. I think it was Miami. So, uh, so like they won. Everyone's like, yeah, whatever. And then they moved us from the, proje- the two crappy projectors over to the big screen. So we're all, like, nuzzling our way into the, the screen. And it was at that point we're watching the collapse on that big screen. 
and we're all like cursing, we're all like having a shitty time, and like by the time that empty net goal went in, me and my friend, we were just like dead inside, so we're like taking the sad walk to the subway, and my other friend finds 20 bucks in the middle of the square, so he's like, oh shit, I found 20 bucks, and instead of keeping the 20 bucks, he does what every other self-respecting Canadian does. He buys his coffee from the Tim Hortons in Union Station. <laughs> because that's what $20 is for. So then I'm like, I'm, we're in Union Station, and I'm just like, oh, you know, this is pretty quiet for, for a game that just let out. Two seconds after I say that, a couple guys walk in. This one guy literally yells, fuck! And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I jinxed that pretty badly. Uh, and then, yeah, I took a really sad subway ride home with a uh, double-double in my hand, burning my hand and my tongue. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, that's, uh, that was the first heartbreak that I had because I was too young to go in 2013. And I didn't go in 2017 because, you know, I didn't really care that much. And then as soon as last year, last year was even worse weather, so I'm glad I didn't go. And that was the worst game set. I went, like, I, went, I think I went to Maple Leaf Square three times last season. I've only went once for that game against the uh, the Bruins where they got pummeled because they are, well, bad. Which I sucked. went three times last season, two times in 2018, and I went once in 2016. I, went, I was at the game when, uh, in 20, or in 2017, sorry, when, um, when the, when Bozak scored the game winner in overtime. Oh, that one. Yeah, I wish I kind of went to that. I, I feel like now, like, I kind of want to, like, volunteer more with these organizations because, like, they just seem like so much fun. Like, I want to, like, volunteer with a Raptors playoff game and, like, sell 50-50 tickets and then, like, watch them win. Because I guess what some of the benefits of volunteering are, it's like, you can volunteer for X amount of hours and then you can go ahead and, you know, watch the rest of the game for, for free. And I'm just like, yes, I would very much like that. Damn, really? Yeah, I guess like some I of the know that. Yeah, some of the volunteering stuff is, is good. Uh, I haven't done any personally yet at the professional level. Uh, I kind of want to. Maybe okay. in, the, in like the spring, summertime when I'm done, uh, when I'm done finals. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, for, for anyone that wants to work in sport, do it. But do it unbiasedly. Do it and just because you love it. Don't don't be don't be a Leaf fan. Don't be biased towards any team because you're just gonna get broken. Mm-hmm. Especially if you want to go into broadcasting, which I don't know how the hell you're gonna do it when you're <laughs> a Leaf fan. Because if you get with one of these, well, I mean, like everyone else is against the team, so you could probably be like the one pro uh, person who everyone like sides with. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what I'm going to do, that, that'll that be tough, but eh, well, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, we got to get the job like, done. Yeah, so, I mean, let's be honest, we, you and I have a better, like, uh, path and not as much pressure as, say, a professional sports team does, uh, but all I'm saying, going back to the Leafs really quickly before we wrap it up, is uh, make a trade, do something, like, make us talk in a positive light, don't make us you know, talk in a negative light about your team. Positive PR. Do something to make us feel uh, good. Also, yeah, Zach Bogosian is with Tampa Bay, because why not? I don't know why, but sure, 
you know, I guess, I mean, it beats Luke Shen. So, uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, any trades that you predict happening? Like, should we go, should we go on the trade board and see, you know, like, a team, like, which player should go to which team in terms of, like, who's going? Like, I guess do, like, the top ten. Yeah, we'll do, like, top ten, because, uh... Like, well, oh, just like just a stay stay or go. Uh, well, like there's well, TSN has the the fifty, so like yeah. I mean, we could we could do that depending uh, on how. Too long. <laughs> Will it take too long? I don't know. We can try. All right. Let's so, just uh, let's do the top fifteen. Top fifteen. Okay. Now, obviously, these aren't subjected to move, um, because some or some of them I think already moved. Uh, oh no, they are there. They took whoever moved off the board. Yeah. So, okay. So number one is Chris Kreider, stay or go, and if go, to where? I think he stays. He's just been rumored to be traded for like the last three seasons and never happened. Uh, I'm gonna go with go, and he's gonna go to the Colorado Avalanche or the St. Louis Blues. He just has that game that would fit both teams. I just mm-hmm. don't. I, Obviously, the Bruins are also up there, but I don't know. No, uh, no one else is allowed to go to the Bruins. Yeah, they're they're banned. They have to pay Tory Krug. Uh, two is Jean Gabriel Pajot with the Ottawa Senators. I think you and I are both gonna have the same answer on this. I think he goes to the Avalanche. Yeah, Maybe. I. Yeah. I think what was the second team you were gonna say? I was gonna say Edmonton, but McDavid's coming back tonight, so. I mean, Edmonton would be, he would be good in Edmonton as a third-line center, mm-hmm. but I don't know what they would take, what, what Ottawa would want. I feel like Colorado would make more sense, especially if with yeah. with Tyson Yost apparently rumored to be moved. I feel like he would be in Ottawa. Um, so should I say draft picks? Because three is Carolina's first-round pick. Should we say they move it or uh, no? Let's just skip that because I don't know that. Okay, skip. Draft picks are yeah, food. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Sammy Votnin at number four, stay or go. I'm gonna go with traded. Um, I think he's gonna get traded. I because the Devils are gonna just sell whatever they can, but I just don't know to who. Because like it's tough with like because he's a UFA. So like yeah. I, know the, I know that because of that the Leafs are not gonna make a make a run at him. Yeah, I think they're. Best bet where Votnin goes is, I don't know, like, who really needs a defenseman that's contending? Like, maybe, um, maybe a team like the Coyotes, maybe, or, uh... They're pretty, they're pretty good defensively, though. They're thinking of goal scoring. Uh, I, I have a funny feeling that Florida's gonna go and get him. Because I just feel like Florida's ready to make another move, even though their defense is... Is okay, uh, or if they have the assets to get it done, I feel like Columbus would do it, even though they don't really have many draft picks. I feel like they're, especially with Seth Jones out, I feel like they would be. They have eight players on injured reserve, making about thirty million bucks. Holy shit, my god! If you want to talk about the Leafs getting hurt, my god, they're all, okay. Not on these are these aren't even LTIR. They're just injured. There's IR, which is holy, wow, that's crazy. Um, five is Tyson Berry. I think we both can agree they're probably not going to move him. Or do you do you think that they're going to be like, screw it, let's trade him? I think he is going to move, to be honest. I feel like 
he's not going to want to resign here because it's been a nightmare for him. So at least we're going to try to get assets for him. I mean, maybe, but it's also like they can have the mentality, well, we're not out of it yet, so we can keep him. I think what... From, let him walk. Well, from what's been rumored is whatever prospects or picks that they do get for him, they'll flip for something that they need. Yeah, I mean... I don't, I don't know for sure. But I, I don't know I, that I if there's enough time for that. With the amount of injuries that they have, uh, they probably will keep him. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was going to not come back after last night's game, but he did. So, mm-hmm. kudos to him. Uh, six is Vladislav Nemesnikov. I think he's obviously getting traded, I would say. Yeah. Uh, as to where... Arizona, I think. Just because they yeah, need some like, they offense. Need, they, need, they need scoring. Arizona or Dallas, I feel like. Dallas needs some scoring to get going. Yeah. I'm going to say Dallas. Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk, yes, into the Bruins, unfortunately, because life is unfair. And, um, I think yeah. he resigns in Montreal. I think it's going to be one of those things where you trade the guy, the guy tries to go win, and then he's going to come back. It's going to be like Thomas McCann like a few years yeah. ago. When yeah. he just resigned to play his thousandth game in Montreal mm-hmm. or get his five hundred something like that. Um but yeah. yeah, I think he's going to Boston. Boston's not done and with for seven hundred K for sure they're gonna go up for him. Eight is Andreas Athanasiu, who is scratched at the time of this recording with Mike Green, so maybe like maybe Yeah, I think I think he's gone. But like where do you trade him though? Cause he's listed. He's listed as a left winger, but I know he plays center too. So like, where would you like, flip him? Like, I know it can get you a first because he can play all three forward positions. But like, I don't know. Like, that's weird. Cause like, one, know, like, like one of their what, consistent what team? I mean, I don't know what team would be interested in him though, or like what uh, I team mean, is a good fit for him. Because it's also a team that feels like they can retain him because he's an RFA. Uh, I mean, yeah. like Arizona again is an option, but I don't know what they can do. Um, we'll have cap space after this year. Um, like again, Colorado maybe. Uh, I'm gonna say. Um, no, it's screwed. I'm gonna say St. Louis. I think St. Louis goes and gets him because they have some money that they can go and uh, try and uh, get rid of. Like, I feel like they can move a guy like, uh, I don't know, like, um, I know they got Marco Scandella, but they can probably move uh, maybe a Bortuzzo for for getting a guy like Athanasiu. They can probably move uh, maybe Alex Steen, depending on what they do with him. Yeah. Doubt it, but... I feel, like, I feel like St. Louis, but then again, they're going to get Tarasenko, but, uh, yeah, I'm still going to stick with the Blues. I'm going to go with that. Uh, next, unless you have something you want to add to that, or are you good? No, you can move on. All right, uh, Eric Gustafson in Chicago. Yeah, he's getting moved as to where. Yeah. Hell if I um, who was, who was it rumored to be yesterday? Um, I think I heard Vancouver with him. I mean, they could, but the thing is, is that I don't know where you'd fit him because you already have Edler, you already have Hughes. I guess like maybe they Winnipeg, their team that still needs defense. 
yeah, you know what? I feel like Winnipeg's going to go and get him. Because I feel like, although Winnipeg... Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you have Pionk and DeMello who could play in your top four now on the right side. Like, your best left shot is Josh Morrissey. I think that they definitely go and kick tires on Gustafson. Because, like, they've made, like... Sheveldayov and, and Bowman have made trades before. Like, they, I remember, like, they traded Andrew Ladd back to Chicago, so... Yeah. Maybe there's a good, uh... A good repertoire for for both teams. Yeah, I think that, especially considering that they still have their first round pick and their second this year, and also they still have a, a plethora of young players. Uh, I know they still have to focus on Bufflin, but I think that they go out and get Gustafson, especially since he's making that cheap money. Yeah, They'll definitely do it. Speaking of Bufflin, he's top ten for some reason. He's not getting moved. He's not playing this year. At the end. Yeah, no, he's, he has no value. They're not. No one's trading for him. Yeah, like, I don't know why, like, it went from he's retiring to he's not retiring to he's, uh, they're going to mutually cr- ter- terminate the contract, then they're going to try and move him, like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know what's going on there. 11 is Patrick Marlowe, I mean... I don't see him moving, to be honest. If they do, it's going to be for, like, a fifth. I'm trying to think of, like, a team that would be interested in going and getting him. Because I know he wants to stay in the West, but, like, California sucks. I mean, Edmonton? Because I know Edmonton Edmonton might want Tyler Ennis, and I think they are going to get Tyler Ennis, who is on this list. He is 21st. Uh, But I think Marlowe would be a better, like, third line option because Ennis you could play in the top six uh they could probably like there's a lot of guys that they can trade away like Riley Shahan they're not really getting much mm-hmm. out of uh Josh Archibald who I forgot was a boiler for a minute um Alex Chieson they could probably try and move that if they choose to Sam Gagne half of these guys I'm like how are they on the Oilers I forgot I know like they're just like they're just there you forget yeah. they existed their afterthoughts. Uh, 12 is Jesper Faust with the Rangers. I don't know what the hell the Rangers are going to do, because they're not bad. They're in a weird spot. They're like the team that's good, but not good enough. Which, like, they're having they're having so many goals. Like, uh, it's like you want to sell, but you don't want to sell too much. Igor Shutzerkin like... Sh- has a 940 save percentage in 10 games. Like, I think this team completely forgot about Georgiev. Like, Georgiev's only got a 912. Yeah. And, like, I'm wondering if, like, maybe they move on from Henrik Lundqvist. I doubt it. No, it has to go through Lundqvist. It would have to go through Lundqvist. Yeah, that would be weird. And And I don't think he wants to go anywhere else. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Bogosian signing is confirmed. He's making 1.3 with uh, Tampa. Which, sure. I mean, they have the cap space, so I guess Tampa's yeah. done making moves. Uh, 13 is Jumbo Joe. I kind of want him to go to the Hurricanes. I don't know why. I just feel like Joe Thornton and Carolina go well. Because, like, they're fun. Joe Thornton is fun. Sure. Uh, I don't know if you think that he'll get moved. I know, like, he says he wants a cup, so... Yeah. How funny would it be if Thornton got traded to Boston? Dude, I'll cry. I'll literally. Oh cry. no, I would hate why? it. I would hate it. I'll be like, why? Why are we doing this again? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm not ready for this. Um. Also, Raptors won one twenty-seven to eighty-one. What the frig? Yeah, I know. 
Uh, okay, continuing to that, uh, Eric Halla is 14. I don't know why. I don't know why they would move him. I think he's staying. I don't know why you, they would really move on from him. And then yeah. 15 is Mike Hoffman, like, same as above. They're not trading him. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, like, other names that are on this list, like Tyson Yost, he's probably gone. Uh, Brandon Saad, no. Kyle Palmieri, maybe, depending on the deal. Uh, they put 26 as Detroit's cap space. What, what? So, like, they'll be, they'll just, like, help out a team who's, like, close to the cap. I don't I know guess, what that's supposed like, to mean. I don't know what the asset would be. Uh, Barclay, they have Barclay Goodrow at 29 and Kerfoot and Kappen then at 31 and 30, 30 and 31, which is weird. I guess this is because, like, likelihood of them moving. Uh, yeah. Dumpa at 32. Uh, 30 to 33 could all be Leafs, potentially, by the end of tomorrow. Alex Kerfoot, Kappen and Dumba, and Ron Hainsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, other weird ones. Petrie's on the list. Al- Anthony D'Angelo is on the list. He's annoying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they have Josh Manson listed at 49, which is, like, the unlikelihood of being moved. Apparently, uh, Anaheim's married to him. Yeah. Which, like, I mean, you could do better. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's really weird. Uh, but on that note, I think we should wrap up the first episode of the show. Because uh, it is yeah. getting quite lengthy. Uh, we want to thank you listeners for tuning in. Uh, if you're a Leaf fan, we will give you a hug virtually or per person. Uh, because you deserve it. Especially if you paid money. Uh, oh, and also, before we friggin... Uh, before we go ahead and end it, uh, Kovalchuk is not going to the Bruins. Kovalchuk is going to the Caps for a oh. third. Dude, that's actually pretty good. Kovalchuk and Ovi? Dude. Russian time. Let's do Damn. it. Let's do it. Right after I said, I don't think he's going anywhere. <laughs> We we called that. We said he's not going to Boston, and he's not going to Boston. So uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm okay with this. I'm very much okay with this. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. I mean, like a third is kind of low, but like, dude, like, okay, if you put, oh, can you imagine a first line of Ovi Kuznetsov and uh, Kovalchuk? That'd be funny. Like, I kind of want to see that. I mean, they have to make another move now because I think they're up to the cap unless they... Wait, what if the Leafs trade for Nick Jensen? Because he's making... What was that? What if the Leafs trade for Nick Jensen? I feel like... Sorry, what was that? Are you being sarcastic or you just couldn't hear me? No, 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 no. You just just cut out a little bit. Oh. What if the Leafs got Nick Jensen from the Capitals? I wouldn't hate that. Or Radko, maybe they maybe they call Washington. That would be interesting. You know what? I wouldn't mind Radko Gudis, to be completely honest. I mean, he's kind of a goof, but sure. Uh, but yeah, he's better uh, than what we got. I guess. Well, I, I think he's better than what we got. Let's be honest. Oh, jeez. Anyway, we're gonna get out of here, and uh, I bet you any money that half of the guys that we said are not gonna get traded will get traded. Yeah. Because you know. That's just the way that things are. Like, uh, I would definitely... <laughs> and what's funny is that Steve just uh, Steve Dangle just t- 
tweeted, in case you were wondering the moment we stopped recording, was right when the Kovalchuk deal happened. <laughs> so, we got it first. Shout out, shout out Steve Dangle. Yeah, shout out Steve Dangle. If you want a really good reaction to uh, the Carolina loss, uh, watch his video. It's very therapeutic. Uh, but anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week to hopefully be on the other side of happy for the or other side of happy other side of the spectrum with the Leafs, which is highly uh, not likely. And uh, yeah, you can go ahead and follow us once again at the Bender Six Pod on Twitter. You can follow uh, myself and Joey's uh, Twitter accounts. Joey is at Joey Kanji ninety eight. And I'm at Matthew Spaniolo. Uh, mine is basically S- is S-P-A-N, yeah, then YOLO, because why not? My name is funny. I can do a lot with it. And before we leave, Montreal retained 50% of $700,000. Why? Because Mark Bergevin. Why? Because yeah. Mark Bergevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, moral of the story, Mark Bergevin is cheap. The Leafs are not going to make the playoffs. The Raptors are nice. Jays are nice. I don't know. That's it. Also, okay. if you follow Takes from the Nosebleed, uh, follow our cereal bracket because we like cereal and you should like cereal. And Fruit Loops deserve to win it all. Um, yeah, anyway, thanks you guys for listening and uh, we'll see you guys next week. See you guys. And take care. Thanks for listening. Yeah.